0: Good afternoon, and welcome to From Where We Are: Stories of News and Culture through the Lens of USC and Southern California. I'm Jack Krueger, coming
1: to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm Hunter Denue, filling in for Cheyenne Dixon. It's Monday, November twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. Today, today is Cyber Monday. Hunter, are there any deals uh, on technology that you're hoping to score? You know, the new Spider-Man video game is something that I've been looking forward to for about like two years now, but with finals coming up, I'm going to have to push that off. I love your work ethic. All right, on today's show... The Grad Student Union has reached a new tentative agreement with USC. Israel and Palestine have extended their truce. And a local veterinarian sets out to help animals of Skid Row. All that and more from where we are.
2: But first, these news headlines. From Annenberg Radio News, I'm Nabai Saez. With five stories in five minutes, five quick hits so you'll know what's happening at home and around the world.
3: The Saturday evening shooting of three young Palestinian college students visiting Burlington on their holiday break was one of the most shocking and disturbing events in this city's history.
2: A 48-year-old man pleaded not guilty after being arrested on Sunday afternoon in Burlington, Vermont, for allegedly shooting three 20-year-old college students with Palestinian descent. Jason J. Eden was the suspect who was detained. Burlington chief of police believes that this shooting can potentially be a hate crime, as two of the men were wearing kufiyas at the time of the shooting. Abed A. Ayub, national executive director of the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee, wants authorities to investigate this as a hate crime. He said, We know law enforcement has to go through their own processes and make their own determination. But, in our opinion, we strongly do believe that the identity of the victims played a role in them being targeted. A Sumatran rhino named Delilah gave birth to a critically endangered 25kg male calf in Indonesia's western island of Sumatra on Saturday. This is the second Sumatran rhino born in the country this year, which adds on to their population that holds fewer than 50 animals. Most of the remaining rhinos live on Sumatra, and several are in captivity. The rhinos are threatened by des- destruction of tropical forest habitat and poachers who kill animals for their horns. California is examining the benefits and risks of using artificial intelligence in state government. The benefits include exponentially improving service delivery outcomes and increasing access to and utilization of government programs, according to the State of California Benefits and Risks of Generative Artificial Intelligence Report. On the other hand, leaders such as billionaire Elon Musk are cautious about AI and believe that it can lead to the destruction of civilization. Musk thinks that humans being too dependent on automation can lead to them forgetting how machines function.
4: I used to love this town.
2: General, we are discovered. Good. The Walt Disney Co.'s wish was expected to take over the Thanksgiving weekend box office, but The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, led ticket sales for the second consecutive weekend. The ballad of songbirds and snakes accumulated 28.8 million and 42 million over the five day holiday. Wish had underwhelming numbers. It accumulated 31.7 million over five days and 19.5 million Friday through Sunday.
1: Is everybody here? Everybody present? Mr. Sharp's coming in here. All right, well, okay, I'm worried about him right now, okay? but All right.
2: Rapper Young Thug will confront an Atlanta journey on Monday to determine whether he was an important figure of criminal street gang Young's slime life. Young Thug was arrested in May 2022 on charges of participating in gang activity and violating Georgia's racketeering law. An updated 65 count indictment charged Young Thug with violation of the Georgia Controlled Substance Act, possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, possession of a machine gun and drug charges. If Young Thug is convicted under the RICO Act, he could face a maximum of 120 years in prison.
0: And that was Nebai Esaias with some of today's top headlines. The administration conceded to wage gains and workplace protections for graduate student workers in an agreement made last night. The tentative deal is set to go into effect after a ratification vote by a majority of graduate student workers. Hunter Denue has the story.
1: The U.S.C. administration reached a tentative agreement with the Graduate Student Workers Union less than 36 hours before the strike deadline late last night, conceding to wage gains and workplace protections. Under the tentative agreement, wages would go up from about $35,000 a year to about $40,000 a year, with further wage increases up to about 25% over the next four years. The USC administration also agreed to workplace protections on non-discrimination. This would attempt to enforce protections for graduate student workers who face harassment or discrimination in the workplace. The USC dean of graduate school, Andrew Stott, was pleased with the deal and all that it had to offer.
4: So I'm really pleased with it. I think, as I said, I think it kind of reaffirms our commitment to graduate education. I think it's a clear demonstration of the extent to which we value our graduate students. We listen to their priorities. We took them really seriously, and we made substantive offers on every priority that they told us that they had. So um, this now places USC as among the premier institutions in the country for doctoral education, and that's exactly where it belongs.
1: Step Mays is a Ph.D. student studying environmental engineering. He works as a research and teaching assistant and has organized in the union for more than two years.
4: And so I'm really excited about the wins in this contract. And I think it's such a great foundation for, you know, graduate workers to be protected and, you know, eventually be negotiating another contract and win even more. Um, So you have to get a lot of things right on the first one. And I think we did.
1: When questioned about what he sees as the greatest feat in the tentative agreement, Stepp said it was the article on discrimination and harassment in employment.
4: Um, I think that something I'm very proud of is our article on uh, discrimination in employment um, and the ways that it addresses harassment and discrimination through, you know, immediate interim measures, through the grievance procedure, uh, through cooperation between our procedure and the Title IX procedure, and through um, eventual arbitration, I think that that's a lot of protections. I mean, you kind of combine that with our article on uh, immigration. There's so many kind of new defenses and protections and guaranteed rights for some of the students who are most likely to face them at USC.
1: The bargaining team voted unanimously to approve of the tentative agreement and sent it to the graduate student workers for a ratification vote taking place next week. In the latest Instagram post by the Graduate Student Workers Union, the caption stated the provisions agreed in the tentative agreement, along with a celebratory ending statement reading, Together, we won. For Annenberg Media, I'm Hunter Denyu. The initial four-day ceasefire and hostage exchange between Hamas and Israel has now been extended by two days. Aditya Tiag has the story. We have just completed the return of the first of our hostages, children, their mothers, and additional women. Each one of them is a whole world. But I emphasize to you, the families, and to you, citizens of Israel, we are committed to return all our hostages. This is one of the war's objectives, and we're committed to achieve all of the war's objectives.
5: That was a statement given by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu last Friday, November 24th, After a four-day humanitarian truce and ceasefire was initiated between Hamas, a militant group that the U.S. government designates a terrorist organization, and Israel. A hostage exchange was initiated Friday, and the truce between Hamas and Israel has since been extended by two days. Mark Regev, a senior advisor to Israel's prime minister, confirmed the truce extension had been reached, and released a statement that clarified Israel's terms for further extensions.
1: For every 10 hostages
5: released, we're willing to give an extension of another a day. And if Hamas will release Israeli hostages as agreed, we will extend. That's, that's the bottom line. Dr. Benjamin Rad, a senior research fellow at the UCLA International Institute, is an authority on government and politics in the Middle East, as well as U.S. foreign policy. He spoke on the Israel government's goals with the war and predicted how long the ceasefire would last between Hamas and Israel.
6: I see it as continuing until it no longer can, at which point Israel has indicated it will absolutely resume its operation and efforts to remove Hamas from power. Israel has two objectives. It is to release all of the hostages, and it is to dismantle and deconstruct Hamas as a political and military entity.
5: Rad also spoke on a return to talks regarding the two-state process and stated that he believes it is the key to success between the two parties.
6: So it seems an inevitability that the only way to prevent this from happening in the future is to resume diplomatic talks centered around uh, the two-state process. Whether or not that will happen anytime soon remains to be seen how successful Israel is in removing Hamas leadership from Gaza. The longer that takes, the more difficult that is, the less likely that we'll see a two-state solution as a viable option because from Israel's perspective, that discussion cannot be had while Hamas maintains any power or authority.
5: In spite of this ceasefire, acts of violence against Palestinians have continued to intensify across the United States. Yesterday, November 26th, three Palestinian college students were hospitalized following a shooting in Burlington, Vermont. Additionally, the Council on American-Islamic Relations recorded nearly 1,300 requests for help and reports of bias following the October 7th attack on Israel. This is over a 200% increase in the number of complaints received compared to last year. For Annenberg Media, I'm Aditya Thyag.
0: The veterinarian set out to help the animals of Skid Row through a food pantry. Aptly named the Dog Food Pantry, it allows pet owners from the unhoused community to get free food for their animal companions. Dominic Varela has the story.
3: The Dog Food Pantry was organized by Dr. Quan Stewart, an LA-based veterinarian who has assisted the pets of Skid Row for over 12 years. In that moment, and in these moments I've discovered, there's a connection between myself and the other human through this animal. Known as the Street Vet throughout California, Stewart's TikTok profile has amassed over 200,000 followers and documents his journey healing unhoused dogs and cats. Stewart organized the pantry after noticing that pets along Skid Row often fail to meet nutritional standards. While other services occasionally provide pet food, dogs are often relegated to finding sustenance on the streets. Stewart launched the nonprofit Project Street Vet in collaboration with Fetch Pet Insurance in 2022. Through the program 101 Donations, Fetch Pet will match donations up to $101,000 to aid the nonprofit's efforts along Skid Row. In a TikTok, Stewart spoke on his motivation for aiding unhoused owners and pets in need. It doesn't matter what your situation is or what your background or past is. I see a pet in need, and I see a person who cares for them dearly, who just needs some help. For those interested in visiting, you can find the Pet Food Pantry at the Skid Row Community Refresh Spot in downtown Los Angeles. For Annenberg Media, I'm Dominic Varela.
1: With today being the final show for Annenberg Radio, the media journalists have some parting sentiment to share. Our executive producer, Jordan Paul Slater, and daily producer, Zeefai Zhang, have more.
5: After six news-packed weeks, the time has come to send up our multimedia journalists who've been a part of every facet of the show. Let's hear about their favorite part working for Annenberg Radio News.
3: Uh, I have to say voicing. I like you know being able to add emotion and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's been fun, and... Just um, you know, hearing your product kind of come to life, you know, from script to uh, to audio.
7: I think my favorite part about working for radio is learning every single skill set you could possibly need to be a multimedia journalist. Truly, the people are what makes this so magical. This team is insane, and I was so nervous about a four-hour shift at USC, but these people made it the most amazing time ever.
2: My favorite part about radio was being able to interview people. Um, Just getting out of my comfort zone and just going up to people and um, learning how to, you know, be a real journalist and also having the freedom to pitch your own stories. Probably just getting to interview people about
7: um, their interests, issues that pertain to students um, at USC and um, just events that are happening around the world, around USC, around L.A.
5: I think my favorite part was getting the opportunity to learn the different systems in radio, and then go out and interview and speak to people. It was a really enriching
1: experience. Uh, doing the voiceovers, editing, and getting to see the final product of all the work that all the students and my coworkers have put through the entire day. And I have uh, also liked going out on like the little missions and interviewing people in the community and really getting to see all the LA has to offer.
5: I think my favorite thing about working in radio this semester is definitely connecting with my peers. I feel like we do a lot of collaborative stuff, working on stories. It's not ever just one person working, it's always a team effort and I really enjoyed connecting with people that I work with um, by working on really important stories and also working on really fun stories. Um, I think the variety of stories at radio allows you to connect with a bunch of different people.
7: You just heard from our MJs, Nick Varela, Six Orange, Nabi Esayas, Jason Good, Isabel Crespo, Hunter Denyu and Adita Tiag. For Annenberg Media, I'm Zifei Zhang. And I'm Jordan Paul Slater.
0: Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the
4: crowd. Buy me some peanuts and a
0: Today, crab. we welcome USC Annenberg student and baseball fanatic Jack Smith to discuss superstar Shohei Otani's impending free agency that will shake the baseball league for years to come. So first of all, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming out course thank you guys for having me okay so first off obviously any baseball team would be lucky to have Otani uh, do you think do you have any predictions for which team he decides to join
7: a uh, rumor is that he wants to stay on the west coast of course being with the angels so that obviously talks about teams like the Padres the Dodgers the Giants there are some of those east coast teams that will be bidding for him that have a lot of money you're talking about the Yankees the Red Sox and the Mets so I would say probably one of those six teams but there's also dark horses in there like the Rangers who just won the World Series
1: Yeah, I just did see the Rangers. Um, Have you seen anything about the Mariners? I saw a connection with that. I don't know if that was in the works or anything like
7: that. So the All-Star game was in Seattle, and Seattle fans started chanting, saying, we want Otani. But the recent rumor is, uh, at least the word around Baseball Insiders, is that it doesn't seem like Otani is in the plans uh, for the Mariners, especially because they don't really spend that kind of money all that often, and it's going to take a lot of money to get Otani.
1: Bouncing off that... um if you see Otani come into L.A., could you see a guy like Yamamoto joining him? Because Yamamoto was just seen in Staples last week. I mean, it'd be a great pairing. We have the money.
7: I think it's, we're 16th in payroll. What do you think about that? It's definitely possible. Yamamoto, of course, also coming over from Japan, says he wants to play with other Japanese players. There is no better one in the league than Shohei Otani. So it's definitely possible. Uh, that would be a huge package deal for the Dodgers because those might be the two best free agents on the market. Yes, well, what do
0: you think Otani's really looking for? Is it like money? Is it uh, a budget type of
7: thing? Or do you think you know uh, the team's reputation? I think the money is going to come. It, no matter where he signed, it's going to be an ungodly amount of money. And this is a guy definitely. that has shown throughout his career that money is not his the biggest thing of import to him. I think it's going to come down to a reputation of of a winning team he hasn't won anything hasn't played a playoff game with with the Angels so he wants to win he wants to go to a team that he believes he can compete with in the playoffs maybe win World Series for because that's something he hasn't gotten with the Angels I think winning comes first and money's just going to come because he's that good of a player yeah I agree um
1: wrapping up with that um do, do you think i know Otani had the recent elbow injury do you think that affects him going to get 500 million 600 million do you think he loses a little bit of money in this free agency with the elbow or do you think teams are still going to shell it out no matter what
7: i i think he loses a little bit he won't be able to pitch this entire season so that does diminish that two way thing that makes him so special but we're splitting hairs here between $500 million and $600 million. It's going to be a record-setting contract. It's going to be a long contract because teams are looking down the road of potentially having him on their squads for the rest of his career, basically all of his prime. So one year of him not pitching isn't going to affect what they think they can have for, for 10 years in the future and how many World Series they expect to win. Maybe he gets a little bit less money, but I don't think the arm injury is going to change his contract around too much.
0: I totally agree. I mean, I think he's, like, so big, not because he has these two huge talents, but because he has this unprecedented talent in both fields. So, like, he's going to get a lot of money either way. But, yeah, totally agree with what you said. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We liked your input. So, Thank you very much, man. Thank How you. Have a good one. <laughs> Of
7: course. Thank you so much.
2: Are you, are you coming to the tree? They strung up a man, they say, who murdered three. Strange things that happen here no stranger would it be if we met at
1: Following the conclusions of the Rider Strikes, a wide variety of movies have just come out, from the riveting Hunger Game's Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes to the gory Thanksgiving horror film. Have you seen any movie re- recently? Is there one you really enjoyed?
0: Well, I just saw the Hunger Games actually, and I really enjoyed it. I saw the four previous movies, and I was a huge fan. But those came out so long ago, so I was so happy that there was like kind of a revival.
1: You know, it really brought like twelve year old me back. What What about you? Have you seen any recently? So I go, I go. I have the AMC Stubbs thing with my girlfriend, and we go see movies <laughs> all the time. But this is my least favorite time of year because it's always the horrors, and mm-hmm. I hide under the blankets because I can't do it, man. So even just the previews, I'm, I'm like losing it. I'm getting through it, but. The Hunger Games movie, if you guys haven't seen it out there, go see it. The character development with Snow is really, really cool, but... The paranormal stuff, man, is not for me. I don't know about you. What do you? What's your opinion on that? So I take it you have not seen the Thanksgiving movie, and I would never plan on it. I thought it was going to be a little <laughs> bit cheesy,
0: but I actually did see that one too. It's so good. I love some gore. I love like I'm big on roller coasters. I'm big on anything that gets my adrenaline pumping. So like I love that movie. I thought it was a great watch. Maybe not for you.
1: Yeah. But otherwise, I thought it was great. What about the other movies? What about like Saltburn, Napoleon? Have you heard I anything about that? I am a big that? Jacob Elordi fan. I'm really excited to see Barry Keoghan in Joker too. So two mm. really great actors in Saltburn. I hear it, it's kind. Heard it's kind of like a. Weird Theater film, but I'm willing to definitely. give it a try. Napoleon, I am French, so I want to see it. But uh, I don't know if I can sit through two and a half hours, so I might need to get some snacks for that one as well. What about you? Definitely. Are you gonna check them out? I mean, I want to, but yeah, you're right. Movies are so long nowadays with Hunger Games. It's like I'm a
0: big Hunger Games fan, so it's like, you know, I could sit through that two and a half hours, but Napoleon, two hours and fifteen minutes of that yeah. you said? Yeah. That is a long time, especially with what I've heard. I'll I'll think about it. I'll need love, a blanket snacks the whole nine, yeah. Definitely. I love some movie theater popcorn, so I don't know. It's what it is. is. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. But yeah, looking forward to it. All right. And that's all we have time for on today's From Where We Are. Jordan Paul Slater and Zeefei Zeng produced today's show. Thank you to our multimedia journalist team, Ariel Chang, Isabel Crespo, Jason Good, and Six Orange. AC Schick runs our soundboard, Cooper Brown is our live stream manager, and Jarek Runfro composed our theme
1: music. Catch us live on YouTube at Annenberg Radio Radio News Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Subscribe to From Where We Are on whatever channel you're listening to right now. Finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. I'm Hunter Daniel. And I'm Jack Kruger. From
0: all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we thank you for joining us this semester for Team Mondays. From, From where, where we, we are. are.
4: <laughs> <laughs>